This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We recently had a conversation about this, I think about a month or two ago, about uh, the education system, particularly in as far as it relates to literacy um, amongst our learners. Well, the latest progress in international reading literacy study has revealed that a staggering 81% of grade four learners in South Africa can't read for meaning. This means roughly, roughly eight out of 10 need help locating and retrieving explicitly stated information in simple and easy text. The study is an assessment of reading achievement and is conducted every five years in 40 countries around the world. The Department of Basic Education released the findings that relate to South Africa yesterday. Let's speak to the Director of National Assessments at National Department of Education, Dr. Mark Chetty. Dr. Chetty, good morning and thank you very much for joining us. Um, just your reaction then to the latest outcome. I can imagine that... Uh, you would have been totally surprised because I'm sure these are things that you yourselves uh, monitor. Yes, good morning, Tavisa, and good morning to your listeners. Yes, you're correct. The department is not totally surprised. We were expecting, in light of you know, our monitoring mechanisms and what was taking place as a result of our research um, during trying to understand the impact of COVID. I want to emphasize that we, this was a test that was taken by our grade four learners mm. in 2021 okay. in the heart of the COVID context. Uh, you know, that's, that's an important preface towards understanding the results. So yes, not, not affected uh, and in line with, with the research that we have conducted. If it was taken in 2021, so this would have been a year um, into the COVID pandemic. Um, are you saying, I mean, maybe just give us, just to put things into perspective, what would the picture have looked like the last time around? Because from what I can gather here, our outcomes have actually gone, uh, well, have obviously gone down. But just put us into perspective in terms of where we were, because I think that can also uh, illustrate just what an impact the disruptions of COVID had. Yes, and, and the purposes of the study is to monitor trends. Uh, so trends over time, so with different time points. So here we can compare a pre-COVID context and a post-COVID context, if we have to say that we are post-COVID. So the last time we, we studied, uh, you know, children to take this test, it was about 78%, 78%, So it's, it's now about 81%. So it's 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 not drastically different, mm. and given the context of COVID, where children at this age, sorry, so the, where there's they are very fragile, and they are still developing and equipping their skills for reading for meaning. So a loss of teaching time, a loss of contact time at this age would have an impact on their ability, you know, to pick up where when school resumes and so forth, and to, you know, to be able to deal with those mm. reading skills is not an easy task. It is quite a complex right. task. 
So, okay. you know, we, we have to understand it in that context. Sure, fair enough. That gives context to the, to the trend and to say why there's been a decline from the last testing period. But it still doesn't really offer us uh, any kind of um, understanding of the performance level. So particularly when you make it, when you compare us uh, um, with uh, similar countries, I'm talking about uh, our outcomes have been found to be worse than those of countries like Kenya, Tanzania and Eswatini. I mean, that is quite worrying. Well, that would be a bit of a stretch uh, because we don't have evidence on those countries. In this study, and, and this is important for the readers to understand as well, it is a global study. We only one of three African countries to participate. The other two are Egypt and Morocco. And in those countries as well, they don't have the similar context in terms of language diversity. Mm. As well. Both of those other African countries is a monolingual language. It's Arabic. They test their learners. Whereas we, in the South African context, and we're our only country in the world, we test in 11 official languages. So that does... And our outcomes are still not particularly impressive in all those languages. Well, that's Except for English and Afrikaans, it must be yes, said notably. Yes. English and Afrikaans are quite stable, so there is more development and more focus needed in the African languages where we are seeing you know, lower than expected scores. What do we put this down to? You've explained to me about why we are seeing a decline in terms of why we've gone from, say, 78 to 81%. But why are we as low as that? Why are we operating uh, in terms of the levels of literacy? What is the, the challenge here? One that has been flagged as C has also been the quality of our, uh, our educators. So it's an important point on literacy. So we have to understand the context of this study. So this study is reading comprehension. Mm. So I give you a text, and there's a certain number of words on it, 500 words and so forth. You have to read the text, and then you have to answer questions. Mm. So it's not just about reading. And what we've seen from our other studies, that the ability to read is not is not is not so bad, even across African languages. Our ELNA, our Early Learning National Assessment Study, says on average across different languages, reading literacy is about 60%. So that's, that's not bad. It's, we still need to do more work. But on this particular but, test, mm. we're talking about a skill of reading for meaning, which got two different components to it, which is word reading or decoding of the language that you are being tested into those symbols and then there's a language comprehension part of it so and you which know, is surely the most important part of uh, yes. uh, learning outcomes here yeah, i mean what's the point if i can read but i don't understand what i'm reading yes. because yes. i can le- i can i can read a pretty good uh, russian but i don't understand what i'm reading yes so that's the emphasis so what we're finding in the african language context is that now we've got to put more emphasis of not just teachers training children to sound off words and to get oral fluency, you know, to become a very fluent leader, mm. but we got to further expose them to a deeper understanding of text, of answering questions from passages. So that's where we're finding the complexity of the study, and that's going to be our focus of interventions going forward. And what kind of interventions are those? What kind of interventions do you make there? 
Well, I think what we've seen from, from the previous study is that we were treating it very generically as a reading problem. And we've done well since the past study to now to focus on, you know, just, just the first part, the word, the word reading and decoding, the oral fluency, especially in the African languages. So we've seen progress there. Now the intervention going forward will be to train teachers and to expose them to a set of materials and support structures that can help them get into this more complex understanding of text and reading for meaning, especially at the earlier grades, so in grades one, two, and three. We need to get deeper into yeah. exposing teachers towards yeah. training their children to, under, to, to respond to text. Is there a correlation between, um, uh, you know, the level of uh, literacy um, and proficiency there in terms of reading for meaning and numeracy? Yes, there is, especially at the early age. So when we, when we look at our early learning national assessment, we're finding a similar correspondence between numeracy, emerging numeracy scores, and emerging literacy. So it's still about 60%. But if you struggle in, in, in reading for meaning, so from grade four, as you come out of the foundational years, you are now sitting in a geography class or a social science class. So you, the ability to read for meaning then is going to, you know, correlate with other subjects, mathematics, science, and so forth. So children need a stronger understanding of reading for yeah. meaning as they get, get into uh, you know, the early years. It's quite disturbing when you see, I mean, the outcome of this or the summary of this is that uh, these, uh, this assessment was done with the worst performers in the world. Surely uh, it's not, it can't be about our children. It's not that our children are, um, you know, I don't know what the word to use, less intelligent or perceptive than others in the world. Tavisa, okay, so we've got to understand that only 57 countries participate. Yes, and even from those so, 57. I'm talking, 50, yeah. I'm obviously <laughs> talking about those 57. Yeah. I can't talk about anyone else that wasn't assessed. Yes. So, look, it is, let us acknowledge that it is a very sobering result. It's a disappointing result. So we cannot hide that. And we need to focus attention now on helping children at this very early age turn this situation around. So the department has formulated a plan, which will, the first step for us is to take an introspection and to see what policies and interventions are working, what needs to be changed, what needs to be revised. And we will be rolling that out in the next couple of weeks together with our, with our teachers okay. and stakeholders to see, you know, we right. cannot be despondent about it. We, we have to focus on how to improve these scores going forward. We'll leave it there. Dr. Mark Chetty, Director of uh, National Assessment uh, National De- at the National Department of Education. I thank you. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.